With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From a plethora of top secret, highly secure locations throughout South Texas, this is the Spurs Insider Podcast. I am Mike Finger with sports editor Nick Talbot, Tom Ringo. Bill Starr, Orsborn, and the polarizing Jeff McDonald. We are recording this on a Tuesday, having not covered a single Spurs game since the last Spurs Insider podcast. As the local cagers have been quarantining, they've returned to San Antonio. Many of them have, not all of them have. And they have a game on the schedule for Wednesday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Jeff McDonald, you were putting together a starting lineup for the newspaper. How in the world are you doing that? And how will Greg Popovich put one together for the actual game tomorrow? Well, what I did, what I did is I have this, I have this hat and I put 10 names Uh, in it and then I drew five. uh, So I think that's probably what pop's going to be due to probably, probably a different hat, but the same, same uh, procedure, I would think. Cause I don't know. I mean, you're, I guess you're going to, I guess I, you're really sh- with the guys they have. Let's name the guys that they- that are out, just so uh, our listener can um, you know follow along. But obviously, no Demar Derozan due to uh, a death in the family. And then the health and safety protocol guys are Derek White, Keldon Johnson. Um, I'm losing them now. Um, Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, and Devin Vassell. Devin Vassell and Quindary Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon. So a lot of wings, a lot of, uh, you know, twos and threes on that list. Um, so I don't know how to put together that starting lineup. I mean, DeJounte Murray's still there. I guess Patty Mills starts next to him. And Lonnie, I Walker, would say, Lonnie Walker I, at the I, three. And then, you know, maybe Marcus is back and he's your four. And Jakob's your five. Um, but that's just sort of a, a wild stab. I have a... Uh, uh, guess just a wild guess based on nothing that uh, you might see like a Bates Diop start at the three just to keep Patty on the bench. That was another thought that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And this is just, I mean, we're starting off with lineup talk because that's the obvious question of the, of the moment, but, and, and I guess last week we did talk about, um, just the fact that COVID finally did catch up with the Spurs and, and, you know, they had to hit this week off. Um, So there's a lot of areas to get to, but just at the moment, it's to focus on basketball that they're going to be challenged for not just this game, but probably for a few games. I would assume that DeMar DeRozan would come back of that group the soonest because he's not in the protocols. It is, you know, the, the, the death of his father, I can't imagine what he's dealing with at this time, but you would assume he would be one of the quickest back. But this is going to be kind of a mix and match for a while, it seems like. And one thing I've heard from people is, um, you know, good thing they're playing the Thunder, you know, not a good team, right. 12 and 18. Um, but I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Would you almost want it's to be not. playing someone that 
you're kind of giving up a win there. Like when you right. rather be playing the Lakers where you're going to lose probably odds are probably going to lose anyway, rather than yes. Like, I don't, I don't know how this, <laughs> I don't think the Spurs can will win this game tomorrow for a number of reasons, mostly just not having enough good players. So you're giving up a game that was, was eminently in eminently winnable and right. now not so winnable. And right. You know, you, you can't complain about it as, as pop said yesterday, I'm not going to complain about it, but it, it does kind of suck for them. They were on a roll, had a good, good chance to put together a really good rodeo road trip. Still going to end uh, at worst two and one on this trip, but um, it's just, it was, it wasn't good. There's never a good timing for this, but this was bad timing and, and coming back and playing a team you can beat without, if you were, if you were full, full strength, a team that you could beat uh, and you're not at full strength strength. So you're going to be challenged to beat them is also bad timing. I don't know. I kind of, uh, I, I, I agree with you, but then I, I see, you know, the possibility of guys stepping up, you know, Lonnie, Lonnie played so well without DeMar for two games earlier in the season. Um, you just, you just never know. Pop seems to work wonders with these hodgepodge lineups at, at certain points. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they rise to the occasion and, and get it done. And, and after all, they do have Jakob Pertle, right, Jeff? That's one thing I can say <laughs> is if they got, if there's a Jakob, there's a way. Right. <laughs> there's I, Jakob, I do think it's a, a possibility, you know, I'd like to, to Tom's point, like that they could be competitive in this game. They could win this game. You can look forward to the next ones against the Pelicans on Saturday. Um, you know, even if they don't have everybody back then, they, they can they can hang with that team. But um, to what Jeff was saying earlier, I think if you have to be shorthanded like this for a few games at a time, um, if you could pick the spot on the schedule, it would be like a back-to-back against the the Lakers and the Bucks or something where, um, where you're probably going to lose anyway, because when you're getting down to competing for playoff spots, you need all the sure wins you can get. And uh, uh, this could have been a sure win um, in other circumstances. And now they're going to have to fight for it. Um, some, something interesting that I noticed during the past week when the Spurs haven't been playing at all, and this kind of speaks to where their schedule is, they haven't played that they end up losing four games as a result of this. And you look at the schedule and the breakdown, they still right now have played more games against the Western conference than any other team in the, in the league. Um, they're, in other words, all their, their schedule, the second half that's, that's going to have to be made up after this delay. It's all Eastern conference teams. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but you're just going to be seeing a lot of East over the next few months. And, uh, maybe the Spurs can make some hay. It's going to be interesting. They have to squeeze them in, though, too. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, something's got to give. Um, so they have to squeeze them in. And so they're going to have to play some more back to backs, which the Spurs have not won the second night of a back to back yet this season. So that's kind of in the negative column. But then, yeah, four of the five games that they have to make up are against the East, which they have not lost to an Eastern Conference team this year. So that's in the positive column. So, so something's going to give. They're going to have to, are they going to be a team that, that, they're gonna have to beat win. They're they're gonna have to win on the second night of some back to backs, in order to make up these games. I think, but they'll be against Eastern Conference teams. Jeff, with the uh, protocols, when do we expect the uh, players back? If we were guessing, what game would that be? Would it be for the Nets or the Knicks next week? Is it still another week after this? Because they've been down for what? 
eight days almost at this when they finally play. The, the, I mean, the technical letter of the law is players have to quarantine for 10 days and then have to have two additional days of testing. And then if all goes well, possibly they're ready to go. So technically they could mathematically speaking, they could have guys cleared by, by Saturday against new Orleans. I don't know if that'll happen. And I don't know if, even if they're cleared through protocols that they will be in, in a position to play in games, but mathematically speaking, there could be there could be guys or guys trickling back starting on Saturday. I, if I had to guess, I would say it would be more into next week before they start getting guys back on the floor and, and taking minutes in NBA games. But by the it's little, tricky for it's close. It's tricky for Pop with both you know Rudy Rudy being one of these guys at thirty four years old, and then Demar. You know when he comes back, it's it's you know it's a delicate situation with getting you know, avoiding soft tissue injuries with those two guys. Um, not to say that the younger guys can't get those injuries, but you certainly have to be more careful with DeMar and Rudy, I would think. Um, and you, and it should be noted that in the original postponement of the, was it the Detroit game, um, the, the NBA announced four positive tests and now, right. now five are out with health and safety protocols. So to, you know, asking pop about that yesterday, um, there's multiple timelines we're talking about. It's not just, it's not just that all five guys come back for the Pelicans game or for next week or whatever it is. It could be one, one game, three, the next one, the following one. And then we haven't even gotten into how differently the virus or the, you know, COVID-19 might've affected each player. You know, yeah. some of them, if they're like every other sample of Americans, of 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 residents of the world that have had this, some of them probably have been symptomatic. Some of them have been asymptomatic. The the illness might have hit one or two of them harder than the others. Um, you know, we've we've talked on the podcast before about players around the league that have had difficulty coming back from fatigue. Um, some for some, it's no big deal and might be ready to jump back out there, you know, Saturday. Um, but you just don't know how it will affect each individual player um, until that plays out over the next probably week or two. Um, right. Drew, Drew came back just fine. There didn't seem to be any after effects with him, but right. may not be the case with the yeah. other guys. And the, th- and the other thing with him, though, is he plays like if he plays at all, he plays 10 minutes. Right. So he, right. He's not a guy that you're you're planning on playing 30 minutes, 25 minutes. Those are the guys I'll be interested to see how much they can keep their wind up. You know, I talked to um, some of the coaches that have coached teams that have gone through these lengthy COVID layoffs this year. Um, Particularly, I talked to Scott Brooks in Washington and Taylor Jenkins in Memphis um, this past week. And and Scott Brooks especially was saying his guys, I mean, this was, they went through their thing in in mid-January. We're a month past that. And he's saying all his guys that, that were in the protocols he doesn't think any of them are really 100% right now. They're all still working their way back. They're playing. They're on the floor. But he doesn't think they have the same tank of energy um, that they've had had mm. past. So it will be a thing to watch, to monitor coming back, especially the guys that, you know, DeMar, DeMar – well, DeMar doesn't have it. Never mind. What am I talking about? But um, some of those guys play hard minutes. You know, Derek White plays hard minutes. Um, 
what is what is he going to look like um, when he comes? Yeah, Keldon Keldon plays Keldon, extra extra Keldon hard minutes. Yeah, you know another thing that I think is funny. Uh, no, funny is not right. It's interesting. Is you know the Spurs have not technically confirmed that all these guys tested positive for COVID, right? Because right. For privacy issues, they can't say that. But then on the other, like they're told by the league, you can't you can't confirm positive COVID tests. But also the league requires them to put out a uh, an injury report before every game they play, stating who's going to be out and why. So you have to put health and safety protocols on that. It's just it's just it's just funny those both of those rules. You know, you put them together, and ob- everyone can see those guys tested positive for COVID. And I, I, I was right. off the topic, but it was just kind of it's kind of funny to me how we we can't say it, but the league makes us reveal this much, and everyone else can do the math. And once a week, the league will put out a, uh, a, a statistical number on X number of players have tested positive this week. Right. And it's the and last week it was four because those the four Spurs guys. And this week there'll be at least one probably um, with the fifth Spurs guy. Well, the fifth so, Spurs guy was Quindary who had it before. He had it first. Yes. Um, but wasn't Quindary at that game? No, See, I'm not sure about no, that. No, he was put on. The, he was put on the. He was put on the health and protocols before, after the, on, after the Atlanta game. Remember, remember on me Saturday, and, Saturday the thirteenth. Yeah, Tom and I were talking about it because he just had a bad 24 hours. He fouled out of the Atlanta game in like eight minutes, and then the next day was in health and safety protocols. So he was the first. I, I thought, but I thought that he was actually at that. Um, I know that it, it was before the Charlotte game, but I thought he was at the Charlotte. He, I could be wrong. He should that. not have been at the Charlotte game because he was in health and safety protocols. Okay. That game. Okay. And I misunderstood that. Anywho. All right. Then. Anywho. Yeah. Any- so the fact we, we, the Spurs have not told us these players have tested positive, but what we know is, uh, cause the league told us forced four unidentified Spurs tested positive. And right. there are four new, new Spurs on the injury report under health and safety protocols. And here are their names. So all of us can do the math. Okay, but what I uh, this is like yeah we're out of the weeds we're, we're in the weeds now move on this is overly pedantic but I still suspect it it depends on how the 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 league was wording this yes. but I I still suspect that there was a fifth one after the announcement R- right because exactly. because I'm I'm assuming when they announced that the the Pistons game was postponed that one of the four was Quindary does that mm, make right. any sense. Not to me, but it, you, I can't say that you're wrong. There's no, really Mike, no I thought knowing. the same. I thought the same thing because they they said we knew Quindari, Quindari had it or was out in the protocols, and then they said four. Right. Um, so yeah, it's it's very possible that one of those guys got it later in the week. Right. Uh, I so, think that's that's possible. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. This is not why people come to the podcast. We haven't been very polarizing yet. Jeff hasn't been. Um, do you give, him time. give him time. <laughs> um, I mean, you want me to root for COVID? <laughs> How am I going to be polarizing on this? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like we might be losing our brand a little bit with everybody agreeing on everything. Um, I agree. <laughs> the. Uh, the league has gone on with the Spurs sidelined, and um, I guess there, there have been some other delays. The Mavericks and Rockets haven't played a whole lot over the past week because of what's been going on in the state. But 
One thing looking at the standings in, uh, in your Western Conference, um, there has been a little bit of separation with the teams that probably aren't going to make the playoffs and the top 9, 10, 11. And even though the Spurs haven't played the last week, I would, I, I'm, I'm starting to think like it's all about positioning now. It, I, I'm starting to think that the, the playoffs are not just a possibility, but at least in that, into those top 10 spots, a, a likelihood. And, uh, you know, the, the road got a little more challenging because of the number of games they're going to have to play in the second half. But it, it, it seems like there's an opportunity there once everything starts getting back to, to normal, back in the flow for, for the Spurs, not only to, to earn a playoff bid, but to kind of, kind of work for some position there. Um, just want, just wondering what you guys yeah, think. Yeah, they on are, that. they are right now, they are six games in the loss column ahead of 11th place. So if you're talking about right. just make, make the top 10, um, yeah, they're in pretty good shape there. They're in pretty good shape there. Um, and now, I mean, we can, we can talk about in this day and age, you want to make the top six. Cause that's the only way you really guarantee yourself a playoff berth without having to fight through a play in. And, and right now they're sitting in six and they're three games up on Den- in the loss column. They're three games up on Denver for that. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're in a good position if they can ever get back in the fl- on the floor, get, get bodies back, get, they were, they, I mean, they were playing probably their best basketball of the year when all this happened. That's kind of the shame of it. Um, but if they can get back in that rhythm, yeah, I think they have a good, good chance of, yeah, positioning, positioning themselves to have a, you know, a decent seed at least. And sixth is important this year. Um, yeah, because you, skip, you to, yeah. skipped those first two games. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what, I guess what, the way we started this was making fun of Jeff trying to pick a lineup, Pop trying to pick a lineup. Um, we can get into some of the weeds there. Uh, the guys who have not been in the rotation all year who will probably play some significant minutes against the Oklahoma City Thunder, those guys include um, not just Trey Lyles, but uh, Luka Shamanich. The star of the Gubble, um, Trey Jones, um, Mr. Bates Diop. Am I saying that right? Bates Diop. That's how Bill um, Land says it. So we'll go with him. Yeah. Um, oh, mama. We ha- it's weird that to be covering a Spurs team where you have not met some of the players yet. Yeah. I thought of that before, too. I mean, um, this is getting off topic a little bit, but we've talked to Keldon Johnson a lot, a lot, but it's all been since the bubble last year. Like we barely right. talked to that guy in person. That's, that's kind of right. weird. anyway. I think that of the guys you mentioned, like the guys that haven't played that are probably going to play a lot, at least in this next game. I think Trey Jones is probably top on the list because the Spurs have all their bigs. The big rotation can kind of sort of remain something normal. All the guys that are out were, were, were wings. And I, I don't know what you call Rudy Gay anymore, but um it's it's all it's a, it's the guard rotation that's going to need the help, and so I think Trey Jones is is in line for um, a lot of minutes, especially if you start if you do decide to start Patty Mills. Um, Trey Jones is is your backup point guard. He's running the, he's running the second unit, so that's a guy that I think we'll probably see minutes from now. As I say that, he'll probably play nothing tomorrow, and I'll look like an idiot, but it wouldn't be the first time. So. He was playing really well in the G League. I mean, he started out with a tremendous double-double. And uh, Matt Nielsen 
the uh, coach of the Austin Spurs said that after that game, it was obvious that uh, opponents were game planning for him and really focusing on him, but he continued to put up really good numbers. And, you know, the thing that stood out was he was playing really well down the stretch in all those games and they had some tight games. Um, he played really well down the stretch. So uh, Matt, you know, had had a lot of good things to say about how he played and how he was getting more acclimated with the Spurs system, although it was just seven games. But, you know, very optimistic report on him. He could be, well, just said he'd be their backup point guard I mean, if, could if they start Patty. Yeah. If, 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 they, if they start Patty Mills, he's their backup guard, period. Period, but yeah. There, there are no other guards off, coming off the bench. Um, another advantage he can have on the rest of the roster is he's probably in the best shape right now. Yeah. Um, because those guys, while playing. they were quarantining and quarantining in Charlotte were not doing anything. Um, mm. They were not on the court at all. So that they, they had a practice on Monday evening in which the Spurs, which that was their first one in a week. And pop said they did a lot of just so they could play and they'll probably do that They're Tuesday scheduled to practice um, Tuesday. Yeah. They'll have a shoot around Wednesday, which will not be high on conditioning. Right. Um, at least they got some practices in that. That was yeah. kind of a concern for a while. At one point we were hearing, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to practice until shoot around in Oklahoma city, which I thought would be just a disaster, but apparently mm -hmm. that's, that's not been the case and they've been able to get a couple practices in. So that will help. Like two two practices in a week is probably more than they've, they've ever gotten in the, in the guts of a season before. So right. but they had to they had which is why they scrimmage they had to replicate the yep. games that they missed. Yep. So um, should be should be interesting. Um, what I would like to know is what were they had ten guys available? So what were the teams in those scrimmages? Oh, that's what I would like I to know. know. That would have been fun to know. And did like it, did like Becky I, I have to it, play just to give some guys a rest? I bet it was like those legendary uh, Team USA uh, scrimmages in Barcelona, where it's like magic against Jordan. That this was, this was Luka Shamanich <laughs> against Keita Bates. Diop. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it's just the same level of competition, and and we're going to be telling stories about this. This scrimmage for for decades to come. Oh, so if only somebody, if only somebody had videotaped it, it will show. Uh, up, it will show up in the Kata Bates Diop documentary, like twenty years from now. You know who? Um, you know who probably taped it is uh, Willis. <laughs> yeah, Willis. <laughs> probably Willis. Willis taped it. Shout out to Willis. I, you know, Willis. I think of all the things I miss about uh, about uh, being in the locker room and traveling. I think it's Willis. For those, uh, for our listener who, who has no idea what we're talking about, it's just like the hang, the, the video coordinators, the the guys in the locker room, the see them anymore, and uh, it's it's just a uh, it's just a shame. Um, Luis, our producer, has just informed us that we have a new review. Oh no! In the and this is a this is a good segue where we want. Uh, we really sincerely do. We can be sarcastic, and, and I know Jeff is condescending and polarizing, but we really do appreciate the reviews that y'all give us in the uh, what is it, the Apple Store and, and all the places where you get your podcasts. We like you going to expressnews.com, subscribing to the Spurs Nation newsletter. We really, really, really like that. 
we also love these reviews. And the one Luis just sent me, five stars, the Jakob Pertl of Spurs podcast. Uh, now that is like, high, high praise. <laughs> like Pertl around the rim, this podcast should dominate your ears. And that is from Keith Ellis. We appreciate you, Keith. Uh, I think he's listener number nine, maybe 19. I don't know. We're blowing up. I praise um, my friends. Yeah. So that, that that's an honor. All right. Now, uh, now when, when we get off the air, y'all can tell me which one of you actually posted that. It's this guy, Keith. Uh, I think he exists. I don't know. The, the all-star reserves are, are named tonight. Why, why is that the Spurs representative Jakob Pertle, Jeff? <laughs> Why was he not voted in as the starter? That's what I don't know what the what the fans are doing. I mean, I know I put him on my ballot at all five positions. Yeah. Why is he not they, in the slam dunk contest? Put him like put it put him in the three point contest. Anything anything but the free throw contest. Just he's he's not he's not good on those. But so do you want to is Jakob Do you want to talk seriously? No. And, and critic critically not and at all. Uh, about. Why Pirtle has the best on-off number in the league, which he does. Yes. Um, well, there's in other words, the, the Spurs are better with the, the Spurs. No player in the NBA. And this is this is absolutely serious. No player in the NBA. How how, how would you put this? There, there, there's a bigger difference between um, how well the team plays with him on the floor statistically and off the floor. They get a bigger bigger boost from the upper pearl than any other team gets from any other player. I have thoughts. Uh huh. There are two thoughts. One is that he's the best player on the team, <laughs> as I've been telling you people. <laughs> 48 minutes. <laughs> but well, uh-huh. he's not the best player on the team, but the things that he does, they have no one else that can, that can or will do. They just don't uh-huh. have another rim protector. They don't know, have another big that's going to clean the glass like that. They don't have another guy that sets the screens like he does. Um, so you you lose a guard for a while. You sub out a guard. You can you can put in another guard and get similar production. Yet they don't have another Jakob Pertl on on the roster. The other thing I would also point out is if you look at that list of the top ten, um, they're all Spurs bench. They're guys. all Spurs bench players. Which so that and Pertl's a starter now. Been a starter since the Marcus has been out, but but has spent most of the time this year off the bench. Um, uh-huh. That leads me to believe that that's the bench making up a lot of deficits that the starters have created that's exactly right so i think it's both one that yaka Pirtle is one of the best players in the nba if not the best player in the nba and also the spurs starting unit has has dug some holes that the bench has had to dig them up it's two things that's what he's the best austrian in the nba no this is true this is true maybe Um, in nba history i believe so and that'll be another kind of uh, uh, sidebar, uh, a side story to what's going to happen in the next couple of games because of these lineups that they're going to have. I don't know if you can judge, make any grand judgments off of what happens at Oklahoma City or even against New Orleans on Saturday. You're going to have, if LaMarcus comes back into the lineup, um, he could be playing along. He's always going to be playing along some kind of big guy, whether it's Pirtle or Eubanks or Lyles or whoever, just because they don't have anybody else. Um, but we'll see how much of the, the good mojo that, that Jakob and, and that group had been developing before this hiatus will be able to 
to carry through. Here's a um, here's a thought. Um, assuming Lamarcus comes back to play against the Thunder, this is a good game for him to come back for. I mean, not just because they need the extra bodies, but I think sort of the not warrior concern. But there the, there was a thought that you know the Spurs are rolling. They've got things how they want it to be. And then LaMarcus is going to come back and you're going to have to reinvent yourself around LaMarcus Aldridge, or he's going to have to fit. It's just maybe going to throw, throw some things off. There's no, there's no throwing off whatever mojo the Spurs had going. It's already been done thrown off by COVID. He's going to come back into this mess of things. He can just work on himself kind of, I think, and just work on his conditioning, maybe knock down some shots, get back in a flow and not really worry about, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to screw up this rhythm that the Spurs are on. Cause um, that, that rhythm has gone. So I think this is actually a decent, decent turn of events, specifically for Lamarcus Aldridge and his return from that. How long has he been out? Since February first, so two week, two week long layoff. I think this is this could be helpful for him. Three weeks. Yeah, just to come back and not not feel like um, he's know, getting in the way. Yeah, he's getting in the way. Yeah. And I'm not sure he'd be doing this if they weren't in the situation. Like if they were in the middle, I, I doubt that he would have returned during this road trip if it had gone um, without COVID. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I think that's he's definitely needed now just because you got you got to play some guys some minutes, you know. Okay. Hey, yeah. our, our our esteemed producer is giving us the wrap it up sign. I think I I got it. All um, right. but but that that was a we like to finish positive. That was a positive. Uh, Wait, no, I can't the, be the one that finishes positive again. It's brand new. For Somebody. finishing, uh, no. finding a good way to get Lamarcus Aldridge into the lineup, and without him uh, feeling like he's uh, he's messing with the mojo, that could be, you know, if if he plays well against the Thunder, and then the other guys gradually start getting back, that could be a good thing. Um, the uh, Spurs just getting back on the floor, that could be a good thing. And in terms of you know, the, any complaints they might have about all the back-to-backs they play in the second half of the season and, and dealing with this COVID and, and uh, uh, having to, to uh, overcome uh, Greg I'll, – I'll let Greg Popovich finish this one, okay. special guest Greg Popovich. He, he mentioned last yeah. night that uh, complaining or feeling sorry for oneself, that's not in the picture. It's inappropriate. Not, deser- not deserved – only thank yous for what we all have. Mike, I was going to ask you, in all seriousness, if that quote is now at the top or near the top of the motivational quotes we've heard through the years. It's not, Bill- it's not, it's not up to both Parcells. Okay. But, you know, because that, that's, that's legendary. And I, I don't have that one on me, but we can, we, I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before. We can mention it later. But just... Uh, We'll finish. We'll finish with with Pop saying only thank yous for what we all have, and that leads yes. into it. Everybody out there, take care of each other and keep it real. <laughs>